weather has supported our efforts today in recording Table 7. So, 2.0, Table 7, version 2. 72. <laughs> Since last week's weather destroyed the podcast we recorded. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm actually, I actually want to start out with a, a very important question. And this is a first Roman suggestion. And I've actually been trying to figure this out myself. But Mike, how do you make your beard look so good? Sweat. I don't know. <laughs> it takes 11 miles a day of running. I thought it was going to be like he wakes up and whispers to his his, his uh, beard bomb. No. And then I, he applies it. <laughs> I don't really have uh, th- This is just how it is. <laughs> what like. am I looking at? I think. His beard. I know, but what, what makes it like clean, I guess? So... I don't know. Like, <coughs> Tell me the you, art. So from episode one to, to episode seven, if you've been paying attention, my beard has been growing. And since I feel like, like I don't know how to maintain it properly. Like I'll have a lot of flyaways and stuff. But I think I look at it too closely. Like what I was telling Yeah, you. I think that everybody looks at their own everything too closely because <laughs> I don't see any flyaways. What is a flyaway? What is oh, sticking, sticking out? Yeah. 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 So... I don't know. Yours has the most. Yeah, because I don't really do much anymore. I just line it up. I feel like as I line it up, it makes it look okay, and then the rest I just let it's do. Gonna it. make it look, if yours look really full, and Mike's look, looks like very maintained. It's I definitely don't maintain it. I, I think I brush it every so often. So it's a brush. <laughs> oh, is that the secret? Yeah. Do you brush secret. yours? I do have a brush, actually. It's yeah. boar bristle. Boar bristle brushes. All right. Well, and sweat. And sweat. Lots of sweat. Ten miles. If you do ten miles a day, you more than that. You gotta do at least half a marathon. Hey, I actually broke my record doing six point five yesterday. You're asked to actually stay on the treadmill the whole entire time. Wait, you walked for? Or you walked? Sorry, ran. He ran. I didn't run. I uh, like well, off and on, like, like two minutes on, two minutes off type of thing. But six miles total at once. Yeah. Holy shit! I don't even think I could do that. Well, I told him, I was like, set a timer and stay on it the whole entire time. What's the time limit? One hour. Oh, that's... <laughs> I, I Dude, wait, that's kind of fast. Six miles in one hour? Yeah. Ten minute mile. Running from Yeah, hour. that's the fastest I've ever done. I mean, you know. No, so, just keep doing it. Yeah, so... Every day. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> enough about my running. Um, so, Mike... We have three topics today, and we're going to start with yours, um, and uh, it is planning versus action. Can you give us the context? And- well, I would say no, it's not versus. Um, it's more of knowing when the proper time is for you to stop just planning and thinking of all these ideas and when to put it into action. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but no action. There's no execution. Um, and, and sometimes you can get paralysis just by like you know stress or anxiety, like not sure if it's going to work out. and doubting yourself and all these things so you focus more on the planning stuff because it's no long that's not action it's more comforting because it's just an idea so you're just like you're not really tied to it without putting any form of physical you know actually you know physical and mental action to it and no execution so you know it's for people who get nervous about that stuff and get stuck in that like planning phase because of that you know that stress paralysis or anxiety oh maybe you know it's not going to work just so you know every single person i'm pretty positive every single person on this table including myself have gone through that you know anxiety of like shoot is this going to work like am i going to be able to do this um it's completely normal and if you have that level of fear and anxiety 
it's fine. That makes you more alert, more more aware of your surroundings. I think about it the same thing as like we used to think about when I'm fighting. You know, to say any, anyone that says that they're fearless when it comes into fighting somebody, you know, physically, it's you're probably lying to yourself because deep down inside, you always kind of have that question. Mm. But I feel like that heightens your senses. It makes you want to like, you know, train better. You know, you look for certain things differently. You're hypercritical about certain things, but you're still putting it into action. So, I mean, having that fear and anxiety is, it's, it's normal. And in fact, I think it's a good thing because, you know, you can use that as motivation or fuel and it still, it, you can use it to snap out of that, you know, that fear process where you're just in that planning stages, right? So obviously you need to have certain ducks in a row, have like either a mental game plan or a mental, like I, for me, like, you know, my business plans in my head because it's constantly evolving. I see no purpose in putting it down on paper because it's going to change in a week or two when things develop more. Um, but I do have certain tasks that I want to complete on a certain every day, um, certain routines and stuff that I need to complete every single day so I can progress my business. So the planning and action are always coinciding with each other. You know, there is no like, I'm going to plan this and then I'm going to execute this. It's like, as G would know, and as you guys know, being with me, is that like we plan as we go. We, we plan as we execute. The game plan is always consistently growing and we're constantly executing on those things on a daily basis. So planning and planning um planning and what's what's the what was the actual name taking of the action and taking action it all should go in the same sense you know you plan as you go and you essentially sink the ships behind you you know stick to plan a and you know kind of just go with it from there i have a kind of follow-up question do you ever do like uh like reviews like a Almost. monthly quarterly yearly review like this is what happened this is what i could have changed this is what i could have done better you know, this is how my week went. These are the, you know, good and bad things that happened. I do that on a daily basis. I don't really, like, for me, I'm very big on, like, you know. But some things don't happen, like, on a, like, well, some I figured, take longer time, right? Like, well, I mean, I look at it in this way. Like, I obviously, like, you look at it on a long, long term. Like, the same thing with marketing, right? You have our ads, right? We see how this ad runs for four or five days a week, and then we okay, it doesn't work. This one is working. So let's take the money off of that one, put it into the one that's working. So you obviously you have certain things that you analyze that you go through like, okay, like you look at the, this marketing, you know, thing that we're going to do this rebranding thing. We're going to do this new structure of, you know, the canine or street league or whatever, maybe one of our businesses just to kind of keep it all relative to what we're doing. I mean, you definitely look at those. Like, I don't really, I don't set it out. Like I'm going to review this in a week or two, unless it's like a marketing strategy or a business strategy. Or like a month or two, it's more of like, all right, this is what I did last week. This is or the today or this yesterday. This is what worked for me. This is what I'm gonna do today, and I constantly do that all, along with reviewing the year before, the quarter before, and especially when it comes to sell tre- sales trends. You know, that's mm-hmm. a monthly thing that you have to review and you see what what you did. But I've learned that as long as you're self analyzing almost on a daily basis, when it comes time to do that long term review, you can you already know what you reviewed, right? You already, you've already known it because you've been looking at you like, man, I've been dolphin noising up these last few like, you know, weeks or days. This is what I got to change because you already look at yourself in the mirror and like, dang, like these are the things I got to do. So I noticed, and at least for me, what works for me, if I'm more hypercritical on myself when I'm going through certain things, then the comeback's even better because I've already been like stressing myself on a daily basis. Like I need to do more and more and more versus just kind of looking at it on a, a later term and like giving myself that time to be like, okay, we're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm like looking at it in that way on a personal level and in a business sense, you know, it helps out a lot more. But I mean, yeah, obviously you should look at your, 
business strategies and marketing strategies, you know, training strategies on a long-term plan, on a long-term basis and review, review those, but also having that, that daily, almost like morning check-in with yourself, like, all right, this is what I need to do. This is what I did yesterday that I didn't particularly care for. I like, this is what I got to do today. Especially like, you know, if you guys are on like the food thing, right? Like when you're looking at your calorie, your caloric intake, you know, the nutrition and all those things like that, you still, you're looking at, okay, like this is what I've eaten yesterday to help me perform this way. This is what I got to eat today to get this way. You know, looking at that data helps a lot too, especially if it's done continuously. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it comes down to like really like how much is it like, you know, structure versus like going right in a sense. And, uh, I think for you particularly, Mike, you know, you've been in business for so long, you kind of know what happens on a day to day basis in a sense. Right. Or even more so what's going to happen. Like you do this, you do X, Y is going to happen. Right. Type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it may be a little bit more easier in a sense, you know, because you know, right. I mean, I think it depends. I mean, my personal opinion is like, it depends on like the type of person you are and what stage in business you're in, you know, like also who you listen to as well. I mean, cause you yeah. can get gems. Uh, I call them gems. I call them cheat codes. Like, you know, if you like for me, like you said, I've been in business for a long period of time. I know if I do this, this is my end result. You become like your own little palm reader. Like you're going to, if you keep doing this, you're going to burn it. You're going to do those things. Right. You kind of, you understand what you're doing and the longer you do it, the more you understand it. And that way you can kind of greatly decrease those things. And I've noticed myself from understanding those things on a business level and personal level, it used to go from like every quarter, like, dang, I'm super burnt out. I'm tired about these things yeah. to now like once a year to like, you know, now it's even getting better. Like, you know, cause I understand these things and I know what's kind of going going uh what's it called when someone that psychic is a psychic they, they when you can read the future yeah yeah that, yeah you become yeah. your own personal psychic because you're like damn like i know what this is gonna lead to and then you go from there so you you gain cheat codes you start understanding certain things and then that all comes with you know analyzing yourself on it's like the consistency and what you're doing it's called experience <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. and they, yeah. but you know you can you can gain experience without gaining knowledge Mm, you know true, but true. if you analyze it then you can gain experience and knowledge at the same time For, so i mean that's how you do it mike what about you roman i mean i think it's somewhat similar and somewhat what you mentioned earlier i think what i really do is in a way evaluate the day the weeks the months um you know i do that by journaling and what it is is like the end of the day really just going through my thoughts and also the actions of what happened and i keep a journal and a planner so i keep them kind of separate and every day after I journal, I set up my planner. This is what's gonna, what I got to accomplish for the day. And it's not like everything, but it's like if these tasks get taken care of, like it's a, it's a good day. And then I know that, you know, okay. And then I highlight them throughout the day. You know, I got this done, I got this done. And then I'm able to, at the end of the day, evaluate it. But then what I'll do is on Sundays, I'll evaluate the week by looking at those. And then at the end of the month, I just look at my weekly reviews and I evaluate that. And that's how I kind of determine what I missed out on, what I did. And, you know, I used to have a hard time keeping myself accountable, especially when you have your own schedule, right? And especially mm -hmm. if you're doing like a business kind of like mine, like I feel like with the dog training, like you always have these dogs coming in. So, you know, I got to take care of this dog. I got to train this. I got this client coming in. When you're doing something more around sales and kind of your own outreach, it's, it's really hard to stay accountable and yep. do those unfun tasks. So journaling and planning has really been the key to kind of help me. That's like really, I like, I like how people do that stuff too. 
like that that journaling and planning like things that does make it a lot easier to like review certain things and like you said hold that accountability thing yeah yeah and at first like i was i always thought like journaling that's kind of weird like it's like having a diary right like yeah like what the heck is that i I didn't believe it (laughs) yeah and then it's always like where do you start right like what do you do and then i just started my friend kind of introduced it to me told me how he does and i just started like writing thoughts right and then just kind of and it then it turned into a system from there and just by doing it i think you know a lot of people overthink a lot of the stuff they they have to do or they're going to want to do you just kind of start and you build a system along the way i mean it's i feel like it's like uh for me i i do a lot of the similar stuff that you're saying like uh i try to do i try to be better on like review stuff that's why i kind of followed up with uh with mike Mm -hmm. just to see what you know mike would say on that but um me personally like i do do a lot of the do do i do do (laughs) a lot of the review stuff on a on a weekly basis um that i think that gives me the freedom to kind of do what i need to do on a daily basis because like you were talking about earlier it's like a lot of the experience you've been we've been doing this for so long you kind of know the day in day out um but when i look at it from a bigger picture standpoint i was like all right we did this for these are these are the goals that we set out to do and we break it down by week month quarter yearly did we hit those goals why or why not um you know and how to do it better or you know more efficient or whatever it may be um i think you know a lot of people have like what was it was the the question that they always ask where you want to be in five years right i think you know five years can be a long time to think about but if you break it down in a five year one year monthly that get to get you to the five or ten year I think, you know, that's where the planning comes in, but it has to be paired with the action side of it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's how Mike started out, where it's like, I can plan for days, (laughs) you know? I think we're talking about two different things, like planning is one thing, reviewing is one thing, you know, they both have their place, but the biggest, I feel like, uh, you know, portion is at the action side of it, right? You know, I I can plan for days. Hell, I, I think someone actually even, like, called me out on something, is like, like g has a shiny object syndrome and what that is is like hey there's this new thing that comes out you know let's learn about that and see how we can implement it instead of like actually doing the work you know what i mean not saying i'm not doing the work i just like ooh, what the, what the hell i mean what what the dolphin noise is this right like you know but uh yeah i mean that's kind of how i see like planning versus like like uh action it has to be it has to be both at the same time like i mean so again i guess like i agree a lot with what mike was saying you know to start this off so but ed i like the way that g and roman has the systems of like how they either review or physically write down the stuff for their planning because for me and my businesses i feel like i'm always working in my business but i'm not working on my business like i'm not planning steps ahead Mm. and i think that's something moving forward that's what i want to do last time i think you mentioned something about like the post-it notes or something for your to-dos yeah, right I so i actually that. bought some the other day because i was like i feel like for me if i have stuff physically laid out to remind me i do a lot better yeah and then i feel like moving forward yeah i want to do like weekly reviews on my own stuff and kind of figure out the trends within my own business and then make it lower or make improvements each time because right now it's just like doing the day-to-day work of it i'm just like working it as a job but it's not kind of like what, what is that called when it's like working on your business 
like growing the actual business side of it instead of just like working it. Well, I think you said it perfectly in the sense like your your day to day is consumed with actually doing the day to day work versus yeah. planning for the future. Yeah, and I want to get more planning in basically now. I mean, I also feel like it's like that difference between like a like a worker versus thinking it's a different mindset, right? Like you're thinking in the CEO. Like if I was a CEO of my business, would I take this step? Right, mm-hmm. but you gotta set time aside mm-hmm. to think in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because if you're doing the day to day, then you're just thinking like a worker in mm-hmm. a sense, right? So I think like you know having that like, like you know even like oh, okay, if I'm looking at my finances, like what would a CFO do? Like separate yourself from it and look at it from a third person perspective in a sense, and be like, yo, like this is what's happening. This you know this is what I gotta do, right? So I feel like, you know, having that different mindset, I mean, you said it perfectly, like working on your business, I feel like it is that, okay, I got to look at it as like a CEO of my company, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's like cliche to say or whatever, but you know, that's kind of how I feel about that. I think too, like the reason like the posting notes are like really good too, is because it's a physical action, right? Like you tear it down, you write it on there, you put it up, you tear it down, like you've accomplished those things. I mean, like for me, I use that's on the side of my bed. Um, I cleared off everything already, but I got to put some more stuff on it. But, like, you know, that's where, like, those, like, individual, like, morning meetings that I have with myself, you know, it's more like, all right, cool, like, here's the short term, here's the long term, you know, these are the things that I have going on that I got to, you know, basically search and destroy for. So, like, that's kind of, like, you know, where I use, like, I use those things. I mean, like, and then I don't, because I can't do, I misplace things a lot, so I lose things a lot. So, the notebook thing didn't really, I lost my Remarkable for, like, a month. Oh, no. But, like, I <laughs> found precious. it. But like, you always I keep this with you though yeah so yeah. I, I use that <laughs> like i either take pictures or i use that notes on my thing or the checklist on my phone to make sure i have that and yeah. then the post-it yeah. notes are like the morning meetings where i'm like rip that off rip that off rip that off and then put more on type That's of a thing cool. yeah yeah because yeah, for me if i put reminders on my computer there are some days where i'm not using my computer and then i miss yeah. out on that stuff where the physical thing it's like it's there no matter what yeah. that's and why i gotta use the phone a, bi- a big thing about like kind of that whole journaling and planning the reason i do it is you know you tend when things are going well you know you might fall off from that but i use it every day for the days that i'm gonna fall off and yeah. that's where the accountability comes in for it because some days you have the system and you could go weeks and months and you could be killing it and progressing but then you'll have like this slump and if mm-hmm. you have this system it helps you stay out or minimize that slump so it's, yep. you know that's why i try to stay consistent with it because i've really seen that it's not you're not i feel like i'm not doing it for the day-to-day i'm doing it for those slump or bad days that you know kind of pop up absolutely so yeah i mean we're gonna go right into like the next topic which is how we schedule our day-to-day how we schedule our tasks all right well since all of us here we kind of have different lines of businesses I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on how you schedule out your like daily tasks. Not like how you were talking about the journaling thing, because that's more like an overview, but this one's more like the little details of your day and how you kind of organize it to make your day flow better. So, Roman, yeah, I'll you, touch have the, on a little bit, yeah. you have the most interesting one, so let's hear about it. I mean, uh, correct me if it's a little that's bit not off, cool. off topic. You have the most... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, this is not. What if a, mine's most interesting? <laughs> Damn. No, I think that for me, the biggest thing is measuring metrics. Um, and you know, I guess just a little background on it is with the real estate, and I find off-market real estate, so it's a lot of calls. And the biggest thing I found when I was first working under somebody and and kind of learning the game was it's all a numbers game, and it's really a metrics of how many people you call, 
how many people you touch, how much time you spend on the phone, it equals how many deals you find. So for me, it's really, you know, if I'm looking to have a month where I want to close the most deals possible, it's about in eight hours a day, how many calls do I have to make for how many offers I have to make. And just to give an idea, it's, it sounds a little bit more higher, but I call people twice. So it's, you know, 80 to a hundred calls a day, Jeez. you know, having three to four hours of conversation time. Never and mind putting yours. out five. Doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun at all. And putting out five I'll offers take the a day. Yeah, it's definitely not fun. And I think that's what a lot of people need to understand with every business, right? I imagine you guys have the same situation. Like the core of the business sometimes isn't the fun part, right? Mm-hmm. And for me too, it's like, you know, this isn't something that I want to consistently stay doing, being on the phone, making all these calls, but it's something to help me kickstart, you know, making some money, then investing in some real estate and then finding opportunities within real estate. And that's kind of where I'm at now. You know, I'm transitioning out of that calling and being on the phone and doing sales to more investing. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's really just measuring metrics and it's all the, uh, you know, a program that I use and kind of tells me where everything's at. Follow up question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like set days? Like, I mean, you don't, that's not your daily thing that you say like, Hey, I'm going to call X amount of people. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So like now it definitely isn't before, you know, when I was just trying to build income and I was just trying to make as much money possible, it was what I did, you know, nine to five per se, right? Like every single day, Monday to Friday, Mm -hmm. sometimes on the weekend because people are home on the weekends, more people answer. Um, but you know, then I had like set schedules. I think now, like for example, just to, you know, I'm looking to open care homes, right? And I'm looking to lease because it's the least cost effective way. So what I do is every day I spend an hour calling property management companies that have properties for lease and calling them or leaving them a message and just saying, hey, I'm looking to, you know, open up another facility in your area. Would you consider leasing to me? This is what I'm looking for. This is what I have to offer. So I spend about like an hour to two a day on the phones now compared to what I used to do. Nice. Um, I, 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 the reason why I ask that is because, you know, like for me, like I have like a lot of, uh, like days I do certain things. Yeah. I feel like you have like, there's days where you shoot and then there's days where you edit like the whole day basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, like when I was like, I don't know, I want to say like third grade, I don't know if you guys did this, but there was this like test that you do is like, if you're left or right brained, do you guys remember? No, I mean, you, you heard that, test, something though, like right? that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, like both. I'm neither left nor right. I'm like both. So what I realized like during the day, if I go from like my creative side to like more of like maybe calling somebody doing like my admin stuff, it becomes like, like I get like super drained at the end of the day, like, or like it's, it's really hard for me to transition just cause that's, you know, that's why whatever, I mean, I still find a way to do it. It's just a little bit more of a struggle in a sense. Right. So, I do have certain days I do the creative work versus like the admin work or versus like the, you know, working on the business. Like Mondays for me are content days for Beco. Tuesdays are, you know, our, our uh, media day. Um, so we do this podcast and I try to edit it the same day. Um, Wednesdays are any spillover for editing, but I do do the editing like on Wednesdays. Um, and then Thursday, Friday are usually for prospecting and like meeting like doing my meetings, either whether it's for networking or for like actual clients. Um, but I do, I would say like any, any client that wants to meet, I do like, you know, just make time for that. Cause obviously that's money coming in. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of how I've broken down my week. Um, 
and I try to have like at least every other weekend available for family or um, you know my my girlfriend so we can just spend time together you know but if it's Saturday Sunday it's like working on my business like research and development or trying new things or um, figuring out ways to like market our business so we can get like in front of the clients that we want so um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I have my day broken down, but I, I mean, I use a lot of tools that I've mentioned before. I won't repeat those now, but uh, it's, it's, those tools are there for, like, I need to know, like, I like what Roman said, it was like, all the measurables, like, I do do the, I keep saying do-do. <laughs> You're on that, bro. <laughs> I'm on that. Um, I do like the, the daily check-in, and I have a system for that as well. But I like to measure it in wins and losses, you know. Um, I think I mentioned that last time as well. But with the wins and losses, I can look at it uh, very quickly, like on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis. You can have losses, but, you know, going from there, it's like, you know, like the the Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year. Did they have zero loss? Did they have zero losses? No, they had some losses throughout the season. So, you know, me being a sports fan, you know, that's kind of how I measure those things. So, um yeah, that's kind of how my, I break break down my, my my tasks on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Dang. I mean, I like how you do it where it's like you have the separate days. I feel like it's easy to keep it organized. Well, I mean, mine, it's still somewhat measurable on how things are going to play out throughout the day anyways. It's just not broken down by days like that. Mm. So then for me, I would say like my average day, I would say I gym in the morning. Then for any in-person like clients or hard scheduled stuff, it's usually in that 10 a.m. to like noon mark. And then I'll usually have a gap until like evening because that's usually when people get off work. So that's when I meet with people after that. And I kind of try to squeeze in either my own marketing or editing stuff between those times or then afterwards. And then for days where it's like, oh, we have, let's just call today like a production day, right? Or a half day production day. Then those ones, it's where you have to plan ahead where it's like, oh, you're going to lose on half of your day because we have to meet up and do this type of stuff where it's going to take, you know, three to four hours, depending on how many kind of meetups you have for that day. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of feel like I have to use part of my weekend to balance that out. And then just for weekends, I always want to make sure I still have time for family because, you know, with us doing all this stuff, it's very fast paced and it's hard to get that time with people if we don't hard schedule it into our calendar. I mean, do you feel like, uh, I think I asked this last time as well. I will repeat the answer since it got blown out by the blackout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, uh, like, do you miss things because you don't necessarily have a system in a sense? Like you miss certain tasks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yep, that happens all the time. <laughs> so then now, as we talked in the last topic, I got my post-it notes ready. So we're going to fix that up a little bit. <laughs> No, I like I like having like white space in between. You know, I think uh, that will give you some time to transition from task to task. But you know, or like you don't miss things. You know, so mm. you can plug those things right in. I think uh, I like the five minute rule, which is like if you can do it in five minutes, just do it right then and there. You know, I I practice that on a on a daily basis. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think it also comes back to. Um, you know, you want to like progress in business. So on that note, like, I feel like, Hey, like if you can't, it doesn't fit within your schedule. And I think you guys said last time is like, well, 
you gotta stay up a little bit later so yeah i mean we're gonna be talking about our worst fears pooping without toilet paper being on the toilet oh my god <laughs> in a public setting in a public setting <laughs> public bathroom with light colored pants <laughs> so it begs me the question who wears light colored pants I have some khaki ones that I'm terrified to wear. <laughs> Got some khakis. Especially with how much I sweat. <laughs> Got some khakis. Um, okay, so. <laughs> um, you know, I was I was halfway expecting, like, spiders and snakes. Like, gotta, re- gotta revamp that, those. though. Huh? We could add tarantulas. Tarantulas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like. That are outside here. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. I think, I don't know if in the previous episode was it the one before that. It was like, you said you have a lot of tarantulas. And I think my or Ed like agreed to saying like I am never filming out here ever <laughs> again because of tarantulas. There's like I mean we get some weird. I mean like I said I'm from I'm from the the city so we get daddy long legs and the occasional black widow. But uh, out here you see quite a the variety of different large and small spiders. Ugh. Not to mention like salamanders, lizards, and a bunch of other stuff. So. That's scary stuff. It's Nat Geo over here. <laughs> it is Nat Geo. Yeah, my, Ed with the sniper lens out there. <laughs> we'll take some tarantula pics. <laughs> I've only seen one. I actually, no, you know what's crazy is Erin has actually, she sent me a video, and if she still has it, of uh, freaking scorpions. We have scorpions over here, too. Oh, my yeah. God. There's one in the, I think she had to step on it, but there was one in the garage. She stepped on it? She doesn't like, eek? No, she did. But scorpion. she's like, we're, she's like, we're moving. So I'm like, oh, no, okay. Wait, we're moving? No, this was like last summer. Oh. <laughs> we are still living here. Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we doing the table next? So, all right, I'm going to start with, um, yeah, I'm going to start with uh, Mike on this. Like, what, what is, like, your actual worst fear? Uh, I mean, my my worst fear is just kind of, it's always been the kind of the same thing, just not reaching, like, the my full potential, you know, or, like, making people like especially like my family who had my i won't say my family you know my blood relatives or whatever people who are related to me and buy my blood um you know a lot of the things that they would say about me as a kid is like you know i'm either gonna get you know someone pregnant early or you know i'm gonna end up in prison i mean i did get someone pregnant but i was i was 30 and i was married at the time and then you know i ended up in prison as well but i actually got out of it and you know established a really good business so in the sense of like you know, what they were thinking was like, you know, it was going to be in my teenage stages. I was never going to live past a certain point in my 20s. And I did all those things. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, you know, it's my fear has always been not achieving my full potential or what I believe my full potential is um, or, you know, maximizing those things. Uh, even some of the faults, you know, getting over those things and trying to be the, be- the best person I possibly can be. So not achieving or getting to where I want to be um, or where I think I can be or at least making the effort to be as good as I possibly can be. That's probably my biggest fear and, you know, utilizing. That's why I kind of got that chip on my shoulder, utilizing uh, what was said about me when I was just a kid um, from people who were supposed to be my family as like the fuel and then utilizing some of the things I've done in my own past, you know, that of the mess ups I've made um, to use that as fuel to get better and to be better. So I guess my biggest fear as cliche as it may sound is not being the best me I possibly can be. Um, and that's not just necessary for me, but for the people that rely on me and my family and everything like that and creating the, the best possible future for, you know, the people that love and trust me. So my fear is basically not being able to achieve that. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, kind of to touch on it in a similar way, and I know G and I talked about this a lot, and it, there's a lot of similarities, but 
I think the big fear for me is doing all this and, you know, not making it, um, you know, all the stuff that we kind of set our, our mind to and why we do all this, right? For the family, you know, for, for our loved ones, but also our parents or, you know, all the kind of doubt we had, you know, going into entrepreneurship. Um, I mean, especially with like my culture and G's culture, you know, there's this expectation or this hope that you get this like engineering medical job, you know, work a mm-hmm. nine to five, do well, you know, create a family and, and, you know, buy a property here and there and build something of yourself and progress. But what we're trying to do is like from nothing build an extreme case, right. To, you know, take care of your family for the rest of their life. Right. To have that kind of passed down. So, you know, I think the, the big fear is that, right. It's like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm taking all this risk, you know, getting some believers getting some people that doubted me but not making it you know happen at the end of the day yeah i mean i think it's similar to what mike said as well and what you're saying is i think my parents definitely wanted me to you know go do the linear thing like we talk about all the time is like go to school get a job right i think that's the quote-unquote more secure way of doing it um but I think I, I would say it's a little bit more dramatic for me in a sense because I do run a video production house, right? Which is, and why that is more dramatic to me because it's not the normal, okay version of an entrepreneur or a business from my our culture like expectation, right? Because I feel like with Roman. If you have a you you do have a real estate business, it's a little bit more okay because it's what our culture is okay with, right? Versus like where I'm like in my end, it's like, so what you're gonna become like this big Hollywood guy now, right? Like you can make films out here, you know? I'm like, no. Nah. And I used to use quotes from like you know like oh like we watch movies like uh, you know Steve Jobs or. Um, you know, somebody making it from zero to nothing. Uh, I used to tell my parents, I was like, yo, I mean, they did it. And they're like, oh, you're going to be this extreme one in a million case. And then I was like, no, there's other people out there. It doesn't have to be like the one in a million. There's actually millions of business owners that are out there, you know, thriving and, and living the, to their full potential. So I think on the worst fear side for me, it is it is like not making it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally, like, yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, because before real estate, did a bunch of other businesses, and never really, you know, like, then it was always like, mom saying, oh, go back to school to get, like, a master's, so you can get a job here, not really that support, and then jumping into real estate, they got more comfortable, once they started seeing stuff happen in real estate, now they're believers, right, and they're very supportive of it, so, yeah, I can only imagine that's an even harder hurdle to kind of overcome because i felt that same until it was something that they knew works or they've experienced and and, and heard store, stories of right common stories right in real estate yeah i mean you said it, it's like uh my i think it's it's worse for me because there's a why attached to you know that potential is like uh like i i want to be able to provide for my family yeah like and i mean that in like past tense for my parents and like my future family too for my future wife, my kids, you know, because if I can't provide, then I don't want to be labeled as like, like, oh, you like my dad used to say, you're gonna end up on the streets, you ain't got nothing going for you, you know, and like, it was so built in growing up for me, like, I think that 
like being in the business is like heightened for me because of that. It's like, oh, this is like almost the worst thing you could be possibly doing, being in a business, you know? And I, and I just, I don't know, I just can't like knock it either. It's like a 180 thing for me. It's like, I got to go do this because it's, it's part of who I am. You know, like, this is my baby. I'm going to build this, like, type of thing. So, for me to have it not work is a I could lose sleep over that. Like, I have a lot of sleep over that, you know? Now, I think that goes back to, like, oh, like, we got to take action. And we do take action. And, we, you know, we have some successes and things like that. And we're continuing to build it. And my parents are starting to realize, just like how your parents were starting to realize, right? But I think it's what keeps me going is, like, oh, you know, my parents are like, oh. You're not going to be able to do shit with this. You know, you don't know what you're doing. Da, 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 you know, so. But yeah. Because yeah, I Ed. feel like our cultures are, I would say it's pretty similar. Yeah. Because my family's the same thing, right? They want you to just get that full-time job of whatever is highest paying and like most stable. And business is probably, it's almost like taboo. It's like, you're never going to do that. And then especially the fields that we chose, it's not like, it's not as normal or typical as like your mm-hmm. regular business ones and i feel like mine's very similar to yours where it's like to this day they're not going to accept the stuff that i'm doing and i think my greatest fear is just am i not going to be able to get to that point where i provide them and actually prove that hey i can do this and everything will be all good and i think that's one of my main driving factors where i'm like all right i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure i reach that point before like you know that day comes where maybe they're not around anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm like, all right, it needs to happen before that and where we can all enjoy life together still. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> on that note, like, I feel like another like fear is like, like, I don't know what I would do without my parents. Mm-hmm. Losing them is actually really scary. Like not in a, like, like we can't like, you know, do business, take care of things like bills or things like that. It's more or less like, they're my parents like you know like so i think that's a real fear but i that I, you that came to mind while you while, what you were saying um but i mean how are they now i mean they're like it's more like traditional right <laughs> they're like more accepting of it but you know the fields that i chose is not something that they're gonna ever like care for more than like me quitting all of this and just getting a normal job right i think that would make them more happy but I think we talked about it a little bit last time too. It was like, what is stability, right? Like you're gonna have a nine to five, but we still have those layoffs like happening. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of goes back to like, oh, do we, like, you're gonna hold your own like cards in your own hand and like play them as you choose, or you're gonna give them to someone else and let them choose for you? You know what happens with your job and money and the living by your terms type of thing. But yeah, I mean that's. That's some scary stuff, man. Like, mm-hmm. legit. So, anything else you guys want to add to that? Mike, end it on a positive note. Yeah. Go. Send it positive. <laughs> send, send it. it. Send it. Full send. Let's see. <laughs> Fear. Uh, what, we, what was this last one? What was this last topic? Horse fear. Horse fear. Then we did scheduling. And then planning versus action. Planning versus action. Give us something like super motivational. Super right? motivation, motivational. Yeah. Just looking at the camera, like, um, don't be a little cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I were to end this on a positive note, considering what we've been talking about, um, I mean, man, this is—I mean, this is this is how I, I look at things a lot different than most people do. 
But I mean, the, the biggest thing, you know, when it comes to like, you know, pursuing your career, whether it be working for somebody, working for yourself, doing whatever it is, is, you know, focus on yourself, focus on your goals, you know, execute, you know, dolphin noise expectations of yourselves and what other people mm -hmm. put on you. You know, don't let someone else's fears of they have for their lives affect who your what your life looks like. You know, we live in a different world now where you can actually make something out of yourself from nothing, just like your parents may have done for themselves back, you know, however many years ago. So like I said, you know, screw those expectations, get out there and get it and execute. Wait, I got a good one that I heard. I think whoa, I might have shared this before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we said it might this is a short, it this is a short. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard the saying, uh, comparison is a thief of joy? Yeah. Yeah. I have not. Actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's one that stuck with me for a long time, and I think about a lot. You know, actually, comparison is the thief of joy. I actually watched uh, Creed, the first one, mm -hmm. again the other day, um, and I think like a, a good not to be all cliche about it or whatever about it is like uh, they always say like a fire thing is you versus you. Yeah, you know, don't look at anybody else is like you versus you all the time. So Ed, do better yeah, than you can do. We need you to drop a gem. Drop it. Just drop it. <laughs> Three Tell or four, bro. Man, if you're going to do business and you're thinking about it and your parents are kind of like the one holding you back, just go for it as early as possible because then you don't have to have as many drawbacks later down the road and you don't have to waste as much time figuring out the way. That's a gem right there. Like <laughs> You could be building. You can be using that time <clears throat> to already figuring out your way. Then, you know, like trying out a job for four years and then deciding to do that yeah that's real right there yeah all right guys well that has been table number seven uh we will be back next week with more topics and you can find us at network.ptv um, go ahead and give us a follow there uh, you can watch listen on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts don't forget to subscribe like share uh as mike likes to say it and <laughs> we do this for free we do do it for free do 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 we do do for free <laughs> so share it with a friend share it with a colleague share it with family friends um because i i will bet money that how we think about things and our worst fears are actually pretty similar to a lot of people that yeah. are out there so share this with somebody and uh anything else you guys want to say from that we're good 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 all right we'll see you guys on the next episode Thank you.